Welcome to 340B Insight from 340B Health. Hello from Washington, D.C., and welcome back to 340B Insight, the podcast about the 340B drug pricing program. I'm David Glendinning with 340B Health. Our guest today is Ryan Atherton, formerly the 340B program manager at Yakima Valley Memorial in Washington State. 340B experts in the field often hear from their hospital colleagues and peers with what sounds like a simple question. What is 340B? We wanted to hear from one such expert about how to answer that question in a way that helps healthcare professionals understand and appreciate 340B's role in the patient care mission. But before we go to that discussion, let's take a minute to cover some of the latest news about 340B. The Health Resources and Services Administration recently issued a new proposal on revisions to the process for 340B Administrative Dispute Resolution, or ADR. Congress authorized the ADR in 2010 so panels of government officials could adjudicate certain disagreements between covered entities and drug companies over 340B discounts. But the process was only recently put into place, and it has sparked challenges from drug makers and some providers. The new HRSA proposed rule is the latest effort to modify the process in the wake of those challenges. It includes several changes designed to streamline the process of bringing a complaint before an ADR panel, to eliminate potential conflicts of interest, and to clarify the scope of the administrative process. 340B Health will be submitting comments on the proposal by a January 30th deadline. In the meantime, 340B Health members can read more about the ADR by visiting the show notes. And now for our feature interview with Ryan Atherton. During his time at Yakima Valley Memorial, Ryan worked to educate his colleagues about 340B and how it affects patient care operations throughout the hospital. We know many of you are often asked about 340B from peers in healthcare who do not work with the program regularly. Miles Goldman sat down with Ryan to learn how he answers those questions, as well as how he proactively educates others about 340B. Here's that conversation. Thank you, David. I'm joined by Ryan Atherton. Ryan, welcome to 340B Insight. Thank you, Miles. I'm excited to be here with you guys today. And I'm excited to be discussing an area of 340B education with you we haven't discussed before on the podcast, which is educating colleagues not working directly with the program about how it works. I want to start from the beginning. Why did you see a need to educate your provider colleagues at Yakima Valley who don't work directly in 340B about the program? Shortly after taking this position, um, as I was visiting our 340B eligible child sites, as I was introducing myself to the staff and providers there, it was obvious that the overwhelming majority had heard of the term 340B but really had no solid concept of what 340B was. Later, when we began to try to optimize our program through increased referral capture efforts, it was obvious again, as well as inhibiting to the work, that 340B was a forward concept to many of the MAs and providers with which we were working with. It was generally concerning that the 340B program was not familiar to many people, but when it started to be inhibitory to the program, it became much more of a pressing issue. Tell me more about the history then of working to educate your colleagues and addressing this, this issue. 
for the first year and a half, we were attending the morning huddle meetings in the pharmacy, as well as the breakout meetings for specific areas in the pharmacy to speak specifically to the teams and relay information that was specific to their role, as well as program updates as they came along. So at that point, I brought it up to my program coordinator and we worked together to think of some ways which we could get that education out. And she's very bright and she came up with the idea of trying to get into the provider newsletter. So we drafted up a few pages that would go into that newsletter and we started educating our providers and our clinics first. From there, I developed our PowerPoint slides and quiz, which are now part of our onboarding process for our new hires, as well as required for annual education for all of our pharmacy staff. You mentioned the provider newsletter. Can you just tell us a little bit more about what that was like writing for that and, and what you know who reads the newsletter? So the newsletter is sent out to all of our providers at our family practice clinics and specialty clinics. And the approach for this was to be very general. So we provided basic bullet point style information about 340B, simple background information. And I wanted to make it kind of lighthearted. So I threw in a few cartoons that kind of had 340B jokes and fun ways that they could learn about what 340B was and how they could contact us. After that, we went a little bit more in depth onto, into some of the aspects of 340B that directly related to our clinics, namely referrals, and started to educate them more deeply on how they can assist us in our work. So one was an introduction, and then the next one was more in depth. Well, it's great that you were able to, to find a way through, through humor to really uh, you know, make an impact and get more attention for it. Can you talk a little bit about the process of engaging with providers in terms of setting up time with them? Are they coming to you? Are you going to them? At this point, we are not setting up a specific time to educate them. Uh, we plant our information in the newsletter when we get the opportunity to do so. And we have side conversations via email or through messaging uh, when there's a specific question. We've spoken about the PowerPoints and quizzes that you've developed as well. Tell me more about who's, who's taking those and who you're presenting those to. All of our staff that come on under the pharmacy distinction, whether that's at our main hospital or one of our other entity-owned pharmacies, they all get assigned our PowerPoint and quiz as part of their onboarding process. Additionally, all current staff have it as an annual re-education that they take each year. We also have residents that come through our pharmacy and upon request, I push those out to our residency. We also have residents that come through our pharmacy and I share that PowerPoint and quiz with them as well. Tell me a little bit more about the types of topics you're covering in the PowerPoints and the, in the quizzes. How, how long is the PowerPoint? How long's the quiz? So I kept the PowerPoint and quiz very brief. I think the PowerPoint is less than 10 slides and the quiz is just one page. And I did that specifically because while I was learning about 340B, I found a lot of the information to be overwhelming and I didn't want to overwhelm our staff. So I try to keep it simple. We discuss general background information about 340B. You know, where does the name 340B come from? I think that always makes people wonder what we're even talking about when we say 340B. Uh, we talk about program intent, how it specifically benefits participating hospitals and how we qualify for 340B. 
We give general information about our program, including our child sites, and then talk a little bit about how the 340B program operates and some of the compliance and regulations that we have to keep to be a part of the program, such as duplicate discounts, diversion, GPO prohibition, and things like that. And then I spend a few slides talking about the life cycle of a 340B drug and display the importance of NDC integrity in those slides. The slides conclude with educating them on how they can participate in our 340B program respective to their role and how our 340B savings are used. As for the quiz, it's less of a quiz and more of a way to recap quickly what they just learned in the slides in a lighthearted way in an effort to keep their attention one more time and to just to provide information on how they can contact us if they have any other further questions. Share with us a little bit more about in terms of how you use your 340B savings. What's on, what's on those slides? On our slide about how we use our 340B savings, we discuss our patient assistant programs, things like our diabetes education, as well as our specialty services that are vital to our community, such as our cancer treatment center, as well as our heart center and other vital programs to serving the patients here in Yakima. Between the provider newsletter and the PowerPoint and the quizzes, do you think it's improving providers' understanding of, of 340B? It definitely has. Since we've provided that education in the, in the newsletter as well as the PowerPoint and quiz, I've noticed that the communications between us and our providers is much more streamlined. There's less questions coming back and forth, and our requests are processed much faster. Are there other challenges educating non-340B hospital professionals about the program? I think the only other challenge would be just determining what they need to know. 340B is very complex and you can really dive deep into it. And sometimes as the person who's sharing that information, I feel like I need to in order just to explain my point. So the challenge there is always keeping it pertinent to their role and making sure that I'm clear and concise. That way it's not confusing. Does your approach differ depending on your audience? Yes, the approach definitely changes depending on the audience. And I think that's important that each person knows what 340B means to them and their specific role. Uh, that way they feel they're a part of the cause and have a concept as to how they can operationalize the things that they're learning. Information that our executive committee members need and will find pertinent to their role is not likely what information our general staff need and will find important to their role and vice versa. To provide one specific example, uh, we really focused on the integral role of referrals as we were talking to our providers, you know, including outlining exactly how they can ensure we close the referral loop and all of the things that qualifies patient eligibility as well as location eligibility. When it came to educating our pharmacists and pharmacy techs, really there's only one bullet point that says 340B eligibility following the patient if a referral is in place. And so there you can see we briefly touch on it for one audience and we go into depth with the other. Yeah, I'm glad you gave that example because how do you in those moments catch yourself from going too far in depth on 340B? If I'm fortunate enough to be giving this education in person, I can really tell quickly if someone is losing interest in what I'm saying or if they're interested and want to know more. And so I kind of read the room and provide as much as I feel is important at the time. I also allow them to ask plenty of questions and that helps guide the conversation as well. After providers go through the trainings and conversations with you, 
What do you think the value of 340B education is to them? I believe that educating my colleagues helps them see the why behind 340B and the supporting work that they do for our program. Certain processes related to 340B compliance can seem pretty annoying or unnecessary, such as NDC maintenance, certain physical inventory practices or purchasing practices. And people can feel that way unless they know the why behind it. And I've noticed that once they do learn the why, they begin to take a proactive approach to it. And rather than us stumbling across a problem that we have to bring to their attention, they're asking us in advance. So that's very helpful. Well, it's good you're, you're able to have that more collaborative relationship. And what is the most important takeaway you want non-340B hospital professionals to have about the program after they, they spend time with you and, and learning about the program? The key thing I hope that everyone takes away from the education that they receive on 340B is that 340B plays an extremely vital role in both hospital operations and patient care. You know, I believe our staff are dedicated to improving the lives of our, of our patients, and I hope they recognize how, through 340B savings, we are all able to keep our doors open and offer the life-saving services which we do offer, and as well recognize one or two ways that they can take part in the program themselves. Ryan, I think, you know, a lot of the practices and tools that you've developed, others in the 340B community can certainly take a look at uh, themselves in terms of as they think about educating their colleagues about 340B and its importance to their hospital uh, or health system. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm really grateful for the 340B health community. That's where I got the foundation for my training slides. And I I'm more than happy to share that with anybody who wants it and even in the future, look for ways to build off what I've developed thus far. Our thanks again to Ryan Atherton for sharing some of his tips and best practices for educating colleagues and peers about 340B. We are all about 340B education here at 340B Health, and we are thankful for experts such as Ryan who help us spread the good word. We also are thankful for you, our listeners, for making this another successful season of podcasts at 340B Insight. This is our final episode of 2022, and we appreciate you being with us this year as we covered all things 340B. We are planning a full season of episodes for 2023, so please keep those ideas for topics coming. And if you have expertise and experience on a 340B topic that you think would be helpful for the community to learn about, we would love to have you on the show please email us at podcast at 340bhealth.org. We wish you and your loved ones a joyous and healthy holiday season and a happy new year. We will be back in January. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening and be well. Thanks for listening to 340B Insight. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, visit our website at 340bpodcast.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at 340B Health and submit a question or idea to the show by emailing us at podcast at 340bhealth.org.